Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. Since um, we're in the election year, um, um, this topic we're going to be talking about the Joe, Joe Biden 1994 crime bill, formerly known as the Violent Crime Control Law, Enfor- Law Enforcement Act of 1994. 1994 those of you who don't know uh, that's when um, Bill Clinton was in office I think he was in he was heading to his second term because he got elected in 1992 so he was in halfway through his first term heading to his second term in office now Joe Biden is a senator from Massachusetts uh, those of us who don't know who Joe Biden is uh, go look him up you can google his name um, you'll find out about him now, I'm not here to talk about Joe Biden's personal life. I'm not interested in that. I have no horse in that race. But I do have a horse when it comes to crime bills. Now, Joe Biden has been in the Senate for over 40 years. So he's a, Demo- he's, he's a, he's a Democratic candidate for president for 2020. Now, the crime bill has been in the media and, you know, for the past month and a half, two months now. They've been, they've been talking about his crime bill. Black, Negro American particularly, those of us who are going to vote the next year for president, whether it's Kamala Harris, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's, uh, what's the other dude? I forget his name. Um, Kerry Booker out of um, Jersey. Those candidates... By and large, they do not have your best interest at heart. I repeat, those candidates, by and large, they do not have your best interest at heart. Now, let me elaborate on Joe Biden crime bill. The crime bill, I've heard about it. I've never looked it up. Now, does it does it create a mass incarceration? Uh, I will say the 50-50, how you look at it. Because I look at it myself, I say, well... It does. It, it didn't. Wasn't the driving force because remember that goes way back to Nixon administration. Nixon was the first president, U.S. president, sitting president, that declared war on drug. Like I told you, the war on drug was the war on black community. That's what it was. Um, Biden had been in the Senate for the past forty years. Now there were two bills he, he co-sponsored. Uh, 1981 bill, which among many others changed, imposed mandatory to uh, mandatory minimum sentence. And those of us who don't know what mandatory minimum sentence is, it was a bill that say if you um, if you get caught with crack cocaine, selling five grand uh, of crack cocaine uh, is is the same as selling um, you know 500 gram of, of cocaine, powder cocaine. So they, they put them in the same category, and that too drove a high, uh, a mass incarceration in the black community. So if you were caught with five grand of cocaine, five gram, uh, it was equivalent of a 500 gram of coke, coke powder cocaine. So he co-sponsored that bill back in 86, and he also co-sponsored a bill back 1981, which those two bills, if you look at them, if you break them down, um, that account by 88.9% federal crack cocaine. So the sentencing commission reported that black account, you see, the sentencing commission reported that black account for 88.3% of the federal crack cocaine. So those two bills I just mentioned, 1986 and 1981, he co-sponsored, have put more black men in jail till today. 
Now, the 1994 was not the driving force behind mass incarceration. It was part of it, but it was not the driving force. But the two bills he co-sponsored, he co-sponsored back in 1981-86, those two bills I just mentioned, those were the driving force of mass incarceration in the black community. And they was very racist um, behind those. Um, like I said, the drug, the, the war on drugs, primarily, those of us who study it, those of us who, who live in black community, can, uh, can uh, testify to what I'm about to say. You know that those 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 racist laws and they were put in place to put us in jail, to put particular black men in jail and black women, but black, primarily black men, because the men is the head of the household. So he was a strategic move by Congress and your politician. Those of us who are in Washington D.C., uh, those of us who are in politics in general. Maybe uh, uh, aware of that, what I just said. Now, the 1994 crime bill was not the driving force that put a lot of black men in jail, but he was part of it. But what really put black men in jail was the the, the one that Joe Biden sponsored back in 81 and 1986. Those two bills, and there was other bills too. I'm not going to go into those, but those two bills, I just look them up. Those were the those are the one that put a lot of black men in jail. Now, the U.S. Bureau of Justice statistics: the black incarceration rate rose from about 1,200 per 100,000 in 1985 to about 2,450 per 100,000 in 2000. The rate for black men in 2000 was 3,457 per 100,000. Now, the, the, the white incarceration rate declined between 1995 and 2000, falling from 390, uh, 319 to 281 per 100,000. So there's a disparity here in this number I just called, according to the U.S. Bureau of Justice Statistics. So there's a disparity here. Now, should you go vote, should you go vote for uh, Joe Biden? I will say no, don't vote for him. But, hey, you, you make your own decision. I'm not here to speak on your behalf. I'm here to speak on my behalf and my people's behalf. But what I'm saying is that the 19, 1994 crime bill, formerly known as the Violent Crime Control Law Enforcement Act, um, it was sponsored by, it was drafted by Joe Biden, it was crafted by Joe Biden, who was voted to the Senate as law. Now, Bill Clinton signed on the, he signed off on it, because they generate $9.5 billion, uh, according to the report, to put beds in the prison. Like I said, the prison complex is about money. You have nothing. It's about money. Because you see all the money they spend on, on to build prison. Why they don't spend that on adequate health care, school, you know, uh, you know, trades? Why don't they spend that money on trades? Why don't they spend that money on school, good health care? Instead of spending on prison and putting people in prison for money. And that, I would say 85% of those uh, crimes, those guys were not, they didn't commit those crimes. They were falsely accused. You have a lot of innocent men, as I speak to you on this podcast, that were wrongfully accused of a crime. And they did 30, 40 years in jail for nothing. You think about it, think about it this way. A guy that went to jail when he was 16, 17 years old. Now he's in his what mid forties and mid fifties. 
that's a lifetime of waste. That's a waste of time. You could have just buried him alive. When you go to jail, is figuratively not li- I can say literally, but figuratively, you bury the person. You put him in. You put him in a fucking cemetery, because you you waste half of that person's life on some buffoonery. When you could give that person adequate, you know, education, adequate health care, adequate uh, money to sustain himself and his family. That's why I'm telling you, being rich is not more than having a stable community. When you have a stable community, being rich is irrelevant because your, your community is stable. You can have one or two persons rich, but being rich is not what it is. It's having a stable community. That being said, those crime laws, that's why I say the justice system is biased, is racist. It needs to be dismantled and start all over again. We need to dismantle the Justice Department. We need just to dismantle it and start. I know this is a very critical statement I just made. It's very controversial. But what I'm saying is that the justice system needs to be dismantled because those laws are racist and biased when it comes to people of color particularly black men and black women in the U.S., uh, in this country. That being said, I have nothing against Joe Biden. I don't know him from, from Adam. I don't know the dude. I've listened to his speech. He was part of the Obama administration for eight years, okay? And he didn't do a, do, a damn thing for uh, black people. I know you like you, Joe. Some of you guys like Joe Biden. You think he's a cool dude. Hey, that's how you see him. I don't see him like that. I look at his policies. But his policies didn't really resonate with me because I know that if he really cared about the black community, he would not sign off on those bills. He would say, you know what? I'm not going to sponsor this bill because I know those bills going to have a, a, a direct effect in the black community. I would not co- I, I would not sponsor those bills. When you vote for those, go- those senators in your state, whether you're from New York City, whether you're from Cali, whether you're from Houston, whether you're from uh, Miami, uh, whether you're from any state in America, when you vote for those senators, you have to know what bill they, they sponsor. And those bills, they have a, a, a ripple effect in our community, particularly the black community, so-called black community. So you have to be mindful what kind of bill those senators and your governor and your and your mayor or sponsor, when they go to the Congress, you like who your senator. You look at their, their track record. What kind of bill they sponsoring, and those bills have a have a direct effect on the community, whether you whether you're aware of it or not. That's just a reality. Those bills have a, a profound effect in the community by and large. That's why you don't just go vote for anybody blindly because they come to the church. And they start uh, singing a Negro spiritual. Uh, you can sing Negro spiritual till kingdom come, till Christ, till Yahweh come. It ain't gonna change the the, the 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 outcome, okay? That's what they do. They use us as a pawn to get into office. Once they get into office, they give us the middle finger, figuratively and literally. They give us the middle finger. When you examine this, their bill, their law, their co-sponsors, their sponsors. Those law by and large effect it damages the, the, the core of the community. When you put in black men in jail for a minor crime, it damages the community because those men they couldn't be out there raising their kids, building businesses, investing in, the, in themselves and the community and their family. 
They couldn't do that behind bars. When you give the guy 25, 30 years for life, you pretty much kill him. You might as well just bury him alive. You put him in a box for 30, 40 years, and then on the, on the back end, you're making a lot of money. How are you making those money? You pay him 25 cents an hour, you're just slave wage. 25 cents an hour, you're paying a grown-ass man to work for your company. And then if you are being fair, let's say you say, okay, I'm going to give this guy $20. And I'm going to give this guy a good wages. I'll give him $12 an hour. When he get out of jail, he'll be a, he'll be a millionaire. Or he'll be close to that. He can use that money for those years lost. Now that would make more sense. So the guy work, he have a saving account. Every time he worked, that money go to a saving account. But when he get out of jail, he can start his life with that money. But they're not doing that. They don't care about that stuff. They don't care about you rebuilding. And that's why a lot of guys, when they get out of jail, they will go back in jail again. Because guess what? They give you $100, maybe $200. And that $200, you're going to, in two days, going to be gone. Two, three days, you're going to be, you're going to run through $200 to get back and forth. And if you don't have no family support, you're really in, in a jam. So you're coming out of jail after 30 years, 25 years. In some cases, 40 years, you're getting out of jail. You have nothing to fall back on. So you're going to resort to what you know. It's just common sense, people. This is common sense. You're going to resort to what you know, whether you was hustling, robbing, pedophilia, whatever you were doing that was illegal, you're going to go back to that because you need money. So how do you get money? By hustling, by robbing people, money laundering, credit card scam. Whatever you were doing before you went to jail, that's what you're going to be doing again. Because now your back is against the wall once again. You have no saving. You have no nothing to fall back on. And they do that purposely. They do that purposely. That's why a lot of brothers in, on the down low. You say, why a lot of brothers on the down low? Because a lot of brothers right now, as I speak to you on this podcast, are being raped. They ask, is they being tear up? Literally. They turn their ass in there. But what I'm saying is when they get out, you know, that's what they resort to because a lot of them don't have wives. Some do, some don't. And they come by, they live a double life. They're on the down low. And where, where that happened? That happened in jail, in the prison. It happened in the prison, especially in the prison. A lot of brothers being raped, young, old, indifferent. It doesn't matter. A lot of brothers are being raped. They, it's very taboo. They can't speak on that subject. Because it's painful for a man, a grown-ass man, to admit that he was raped in jail. That's not cool. But off, off the record, they will say, you know what? Hey, John is freaking right. I was raped in jail. I just cannot talk about it. I can't tell my girlfriend about that stuff. And that's how a lot of them got, they got infected with HIV too. Let's keep it real. A lot of those guys, they have HIV, they have syphilis, gonorrhea, whatever it is. They're caught in jail and they can pass it on to their, their spouse. Or their girl with their spouse when they get out of jail. And that is real. That is a real reality. We need to know that. We need to face that reality. But Joe Biden, to me, is not qualified to be president. I don't care how long he's been in, in the Senate. He can be there 100 years. Because those bills have a profound effect on the black community, by and large. You can argue if you want to, but if you look at the bills he co-sponsored, 1981 and in 1986, he, he co-sponsored, those bills were the driving force that put a lot of black men in jail. Now, you can say, you can make an argument for 1994. 
Like I just told you, the 1994 crime bill was not the driving force. It was part of it, but it was not the driving force, according to stats. But when you look at the 1981, 1986 in particular, those two bills he co-sponsored, those two bills, see, I'll read it again. He co-sponsored a bill in 1981 and 1986 that treated crack cocaine, selling five grand of crack cocaine, triggered the same penalty as for 500 grand of uh, uh, cocaine powder. The Sentencing Commission reported that the black account for the black that black account for 88.3% on the federal crack cocaine charges. That's a high number, 88.3%. So you're telling me that was it he was a, a friend of the black community? By his own policy, he was not. By his own, by I don't care why he told you lip service. You, people can give you lip service till kingdom come, or they will say, "Yeah, I love the blacks. I love the Negro community." That's just lip service because they want to be elected in office. Right now, he's going to go against Trump. He wants the black vote. The black vote is very essential to to get the presidency. So of course he's going to go. He's going to go touch baby, kiss babies, sing the Negro spiritual. Oh, shall we come? We shall overcome. Yeah, he will sing that. He will sing it. We shall overcome. He will send a Negro spiritual. Because that just, he usually used as a pawn to get into office. Does he need the money? I don't think he need the money with his book deals and his speech. He making, he be doing very well for himself. He probably get $50,000 for a speech. So what I'm saying is that Joe Biden is not, he doesn't have the black community best interest at heart. Is in his, his policy he called he sponsored. Look at his policy. Now, if he didn't if he didn't sponsor those policies, those laws, I would say, you know what? <laughs> you can hit them all you want. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. He didn't sponsor none of those bills. But he sponsored those bills. And those bills have a profound effect in the black community, by and large. One can argue. But you're going to vote for Joe Biden, you got to be careful. The same thing goes for Kamala Harris. Look at her policy when she was a state attorney in California. She didn't support the black community as much. Yeah, now she want to rep black, all she want. You, you know, she repping black heavy right now. Actually, about reparation. She's bug dancing. She's talking about you, uh, women rights, gay rights, diversity. That's what she would talk about. She would not talk about reparation for ADOS. She ain't going to talk about that stuff. Same thing for Joe Biden. Same thing for uh, um, Cory Booker. That's why none of these candidates, they don't care about the black community. You know, they do not care. They do not have the black community best interest at heart. They do not have the black community best interest at heart. And that's why you don't just go vote for somebody blindly. You have to look at their policy, what their character is about, their personality, what they represent. You know, if they've been in the Senate, what law they co-sponsor? Sponsor? How those laws have an effect in, the, in your community? Whether you, if you want to make an argument for the Hispanic community, the Asian community, or the so on and so forth. But the black community have been around for before anybody. We built this country from ground up, especially black American. So what I'm saying is that Joe Biden is running for president. I'm all cool with that. I have no problem with that. But you guys... 
so-called Negro, so-called African-American, so-called Afro-American. You got to be very careful about voting for Joe Biden. You got to be careful. Yeah, the Democrat Party have blinded you. They have blinded you for 60 years now. They used to be the Dixocrat. Now they the, 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 the Democrat Party. Those white liberals have run havoc in the black community. Those policies, those liberals' policies have destroyed us collectively. So you got to be mindful of that when you go cast your vote for those candidates. Ask yourself, do they have your best interests at heart? Do they have your best, uh, your community best interests at heart? I beg to differ. Looking at, looking at those policies that I just read, Joe Biden do not have the, the best interests of the black community. Now, I don't care how you vote. Independent, Democrat, Republican, hey, that's your prerogative. But what I will say this, to end this podcast, I will say Joe Biden from Massachusetts does not have the black community best interest at heart. Now, if you want to argue it, you want to debate it, you're a buffoon, you're delusional. But if you look at the look at those policies that he co-spawns, and the 1994, he drafted that one by himself. He, re- he wrote that one, he drafted and he, he was able to pass it to Congress. But in 1981 and 1986 uh, um, bill, he co-sponsored those bills. He knew he knew what was in those bills. He knew those those bills were going to have a, a, a great effect. And the drug, you know, the war on drugs is, war, is a war on black people. Those crack was put in the black community on purpose by the CIA. You know that. Contra, Oliver North, Reagan. You know the story. Noriega. You know the story. You heard it before. It's not no news to us. Crack cocaine was put in the black community to destroy the black community. There's no conspiracy on that. You can say, oh, John is being a conspiracy theorist. No, Negro. I'm being real. I'm being freaking real. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. Those are facts. You know, Oliver North brought drugs to the black community. Him and the CIA operative, they brought drugs to the black community. Those are the facts. And Reagan and Bush Sr., that bastard, he brought drugs to the black community. You can argue that. You can refute that. Those are the facts. It's not conspiracy theory. Those are facts. So do your research and get some knowledge. That being said, Joe Biden, to end this podcast, do not have black community best interest at heart. He does not have the black community best interest at heart. You can argue all you want. I don't care whether you're Democratic, Republican, Independent. All that is irrelevant. By the end of the day, what does he support? Look at his policies. The proof is in the pudding. One love. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great evening and a great weekend. Take care.